Well, there's a reason that the life of faith is often described as a journey. There's a reason that that pilgrimage or uh, traveling up to mountain highs or journeying through valley lows are such uh, strong images used so often in Scripture. Because it's true, isn't it? It's a true picture of what it is to to be human. Life is full of, of mountaintop moments of wonder and joy and valley moments of sadness and pain. Throughout this Lenten season, we've been talking about praying along the journey and how it can be hard to pray sometimes when we feel and experience these deep and complex emotions like sadness or anger or joy. Can we really bring our whole, true, complex selves to God? We talked about how God gives us the Psalms as a gift to open our hearts to the transformative work of God. To journey through the Psalms is to journey through the life of faith with all of its ups and its downs, with its complexity, its beauty, and its pain. Because in the Psalms, we find words from God, we find words about God, and most importantly, perhaps, we find words to God. So over the past five weeks, we've talked about how we can pray openly and honestly before God. We pray our sadness. We pray our anger. We pray our joy. We pray our longing for justice. Today we conclude this open and unafraid sermon series with the truth that the Psalms teach us to pray in and as community. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, that it would grow us and transform us, that we might live for you and bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture readings this morning are two. First, from the Gospel of Matthew, reminding ourselves of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And then our second reading will be from the Psalm, Psalm 111. Listen for God's word. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave two disciples a task. He said to them, Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter, you will find a donkey tied up and a colt with it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anybody says anything to you, say that the Lord needs it. He sent them right off right away. Now this happened to fulfill what the prophet said. Say to daughter Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the donkey's offspring. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them. Then he sat on them. Now a large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others cut palm branches off the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds in front of him and behind him shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Who is this? they asked. The crowds answered, It's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And Psalm 111, praise the Lord. I thank the Lord with all my heart in the company of those who do right, in the congregation, 
The works of the Lord are magnificent. They are treasured by all who desire them. God's deeds are majestic and glorious. God's righteousness stands forever. God is famous for His wondrous works. The Lord is full of mercy and compassion. God gives food to those who honor Him. God remembers His covenant forever. God proclaimed His powerful deeds to His people and gave them what had belonged to other nations. God's handiwork is honesty and justice. All God's rules are trustworthy. They are established always and forever. They are fulfilled with truth and right doing. God sent redemption for His people. God commanded that His covenant last forever. Holy and awesome is God's name. Fear of the Lord is where wisdom begins. Sure knowledge is for all who keep God's laws. God's praise lasts forever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, it must have been quite a scene going into Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. There is, is Jesus riding on a donkey with crowds in front of him and, be, and behind him and beside him. All who had followed him and they've streamed out of, the, uh, of, of these small towns and villages uh, around. A diverse collection of people who have, who have heard Jesus preach, have heard him teach, have seen the miracles that he's done, the healings that he's performed. And even as they cling to the hope that He is the Messiah, they have different expectations and ideas of what that means and, and who He is and what He's going to do next. But they know who they want Jesus to be for them as an individual is bound up with who they hope Jesus to be for them as a people. This is a communal event. After all, they were used to pilgrimaging together to Jerusalem three times a year for high and holy festivals because faith was something done in community. They were used to praying together because faith was something done in community. And so they tap into the communal voice of the Psalms and pray as a crowd, Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna in the highest. That word Hosanna means God save us. Not God save me, God save us. They were operating out of the playbook of the Psalms, which teach that the only way truly to be open and unafraid before God in prayer is to be a part of a community that's open and unafraid before God in prayer. The only way to be open and unafraid before God in prayer, truly, is to be a part of a community that's open and unafraid before God in prayer. So Hosanna comes from Psalm 118, but Psalm 111, which we also read, is a great example of community in prayer. And because Psalm 111 is a psalm of praise, it would not be hard to imagine some of its words on the people's lips who are laying down their garments and their palm branches on the road as Jesus is marching by. Praise the Lord, Psalm 111 says. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with all my heart in the company of those who do right in the great congregation. So right away, notice that this psalm begins with the personal but quickly moves to doing thanksgiving with the community of faith. There is no doubt that God is featured front and center, right? This is a painting. God is in the foreground. And in the background is God's people collectively. Psalm 111 is kind of like a divine resume of all of God's 
uh, character and, and deeds, and God's deeds are connected to a whole community. Just listen. The words of the Lord are magnificent, treasured by all who desire them. God remembers His covenant forever. A covenant, by the way, that wasn't with an individual person, but with a family, a people, Israel. God proclaimed His powerful deeds to His people. God sent redemption for His people. Even the word translated as wondrous works in Hebrew in that psalm means too great that I can't even understand it. Too great that I can't even understand it. And so the psalmist has to pray and praise God, not just in his prayer closet by himself, but in the company of the congregation. God's God's mighty deeds and character are simply too great to work out all by himself. Something I cannot understand, I simply cannot understand, is best worked out and pondered and celebrated and expressed in the company of others. Sadness or anger or joy or doubt or or guilt or, or justice are best worked out, need to be worked out and pondered and shared and expressed in the company of others. See, the writer of Psalm 111 simply takes for granted that she is not merely a person of God, but a part of the people of God. And when we pray in community and as a community of faith, my individual experience of joy is bound up with our experience of joy. My individual experience of sadness is bound up with our experience of sadness. My individual experience of anger or fear or or longing for justice or guilt or salvation are bound up with our experience. And that's really terrifyingly good news. That means it's not just the emotion or situation that's close. It's not even just that God is close. It's also the community that's close. There is no hiding, and there's no need to hide. The community of prayer gets to hear and bear witness to the joy, to praise, to complaint, to anger, to sadness, to it all. The community of prayer gets to help us be open and unafraid and to grow our trust. Because when we pray in the congregation, as Psalm 111 says, we learn what it means to have faith and trust because we're praying about stuff in the company of people who probably don't think the same way we do about everything and maybe don't even like us. That builds trust and faith. And we're also praying for others and on behalf of others who may not be able to pray for themselves in a particular moment or a particular season. I can think of so many situations in my life, maybe you can too, when maybe I was finding it hard to pray in the midst of a particular situation I was going through, and yet I was held up by the prayers of the community. That builds trust. The Psalms tell us that it's better to take the risk of a personal prayer becoming a community's prayer than to hear someone say or to have to say yourself in the aftermath of a difficult season, I'm sorry you were so alone. 
The Psalms tell us that it's better to take the risk for a personal prayer to become the community's prayer than to, to hear someone say or to have to say yourself in the aftermath of a difficult season, I'm sorry you were so alone. In his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, Philip Yancey talks about how he was convicted by the true community present in Alcoholics Anonymous held in his church's basement. He writes, I sometimes accompany a recovering alcoholic as an act of solidarity. And the first time that I accompanied him, I was astounded by what I found. Well-known TV broadcaster and several millionaires mixed freely with dropouts and kids who wore Band-Aids on their arms to, mark, to hide the needle marks. The sharing time, he says, was like a, a classic small group, but marked by compassionate listening and warm responses and many hugs. Introductions went like this. Hi, I'm Bob, and I'm an alcoholic and drug addict. And instantly everyone responded in, in unison like a chorus. Hi, Bob. Each person gave a progress report on his or her battle with addiction. Yancey writes, the leveling that results is what people mean when they talk about community. For a cure, the AA program demands of its followers, it demands its fellow members radical dependence upon a higher power and on fellow strugglers and celebrators. Friends, that's the gift of prayer and community. Radical dependence on God and upon fellow strugglers or celebrators. And there is, isn't there this wonderful leveling that takes place before God's throne of grace when we all share in prayer together? There's an AA group that meets every day at noon underneath my church office. And I have to tell you that there is always a, a powerful, holy moment when it happens to be quiet in the church office. And faintly through the floor, I can hear a, a collection of voices praying together at the close of their meeting. Our Father, not my Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I don't know what joys and disappointments were shared in that meeting, but they were all wrapped up together in an open and unafraid prayer before their Father, no one alone. The truth is, we may not always see the answers to our prayers, but when our personal prayers become wrapped up in the congregation's prayers or in the AA group prayers or in our B3 small group prayers or in our Bible study group prayers, what we do see is the community that surrounds us. When we all pray together, knowing each other in light of our relationship with God, God shows up. And something Powerful happens that, that would not happen in the same way if we were by ourselves praying solo. And so we pray together, knowing that the community is with us and 
for us and around us and supporting us, bearing witness that we are not alone. And that creates more community. The more and more we pray together, the the more and more we're willing to do more than just hunker down in our prayer closets, private prayer closets, the more we are creating a particular community that is deep and strong in its love for God and for one another. And the more we reflect the kind of community where different kinds of people can live and serve together and experience belonging in Christ despite our differences. And this prayer-formed community is important because we're up against some pretty strong malformations. Praying like the Psalms, praying in community like this forms us against the malformations of individualism and competition and fear. The logic of individualism says, I am my own person in my own world, free from you and your concerns. It's just me and Jesus, and I don't want to have to deal with all the messiness of church folk. Nobody else but God could really know what I'm going through anyway. And praying in community and as community, like the Psalms, counteracts this logic by forming us into a people who understand that we can't truly expect to keep the hope of salvation alive, to experience the life that is really life, apart from uh, the, the life that is really life from God, without having to, to be a part of and deal with the messiness being in community. We, we don't get to be in relationship with Jesus without being a part of the family that he died and rose for. The logic of competition says that other people are who I measure myself against in our faith. It's either a sense of spiritual superiority, like I'm up here, they're down here, I don't want to deal with other people who are difficult, or a sense of of spiritual inferiority where we never take a step out of the boat because, well, we uh, we could never pray or serve or give like someone else does. And praying communally, like the Psalms, counteracts that logic by forming us into a community where we realize that we can do far more and we can grow far more in our faith together than we could alone. The logic of fear says that I don't associate with people who are different than me. The pastor said something I don't agree with. The person in my small group doesn't think the same way about about immigration. That's it. I'm going solo, or I'm going to find somewhere that agrees with me 100%. And praying like the Psalms communally counteracts that logic by forming us into a community where we certainly may not think alike, but we love alike as we share together in prayer, knowing that God has the power to draw us together closer to one another in a way that nothing else can. I wonder how many of us from time to time have found ourselves tempted to live as spiritual or religious hermits, hiding in our caves of privacy, Christ without Christians. Like it's it's hard enough for us to be open and honest before God in private prayer, much less before other people. Maybe we're struggling with questions about our faith. Maybe we're upset because of something that happened at church. Maybe we're afraid to see someone that we have a conflict with. Maybe we're afraid that we have no business being in church because of something we've done. 
Maybe we feel insecure around other people of faith. God, can it just be you and me so that we can just have a private prayer life and don't have to be around all these other people? Friends, frankly, the Psalms just don't witness to that kind of spiritual life. This week we're entering now is Holy Week, and it's all communal. We join the crowds who shout, Hosanna, God save us today, and crucify Him on Friday. And the Psalms witness to a way of praying that is personal, but yet never private. It's communal. And praying in community and as community forms us into a community that draws us closer to one another as we draw closer to God. It forms us into a person of faith who knows how to be open and unafraid in prayer because our community is open and unafraid in prayer. So whether we we cry for salvation, whether we thank God with all our heart, whether we express our sadness or pray our longing for justice, may we do it in the company of the congregation, open and unafraid together. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.